there, and welcome to a very special episode of Say Something Interesting. I don't know why it's special. It's just a <laughs> weekly episode. Nothing, no pri- extra prizes or anything, but... Uh, we just made it. So yeah, we're, we were here. It's uh, it's Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. We're recording this uh, a little bit later than usual. So thanks for sticking with us again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we're so excited to kind of do this follow-up from Sunday podcast as well as just a little insight into our week. I feel like Mallory leads a pretty interesting life. I lead, <laughs> I lead a mildly interesting life. And uh, this is called Say Something Interesting. So there you go. Yeah, quite interesting. The only reason I have my child here with me today is because our dog was at daycare. Do- and doggy the, daycare. the daycare has uh, certain time limits. So absolutely. <laughs> that's our, if that does not describe our life. Yeah. Actually, it was a lovely day. I've been saying I wanted help with the kids. Uh, maybe one day a week or something. And I'm like, no, I'll just ship the dog off. And that, that, that was, made, that made it work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a great day. <laughs> no, he's a great dog. He's just a puppy. So yeah. That, there's that. Uh, that's tough. Mm-hmm. And uh, exciting. It, it, it is nice uh, a little bit later this week because I felt like yesterday was kind of a big day with Super Tuesday yes, and just some totally. of the coronavirus stuff going around. Gosh, like I feel right. like every day the news is like just interesting and, and all of that. So I was kind of like I, I felt like we were in a little bit of a waiting period and now we're kind of past that a little bit and the week's been happening. I know I took your plunge and did the social media for Lent and I was thinking about it yesterday. I'm like, Actually, like, it's more just, like, phone and news and stuff in general. Oh, are you doing all of that gone? No. So I was just doing social media, and I was kind of, like, reevaluating the past couple days of, like, okay, well, I'm still on my phone a lot. Like, there's still things that I am, like. I noticed that, too. Yeah. I'm, like, okay, I'm just, like, finding something else. So it's, like, I almost need to, like, actually be setting limits of me not Don't make me feel bad about my (laughs) give up, because I... I, I have not. I've been really good. I've been no social media. Yeah. I've been really good on no social. I think it's just so hard that it's the political. I I, I watch all that stuff and you know track that. And, yeah. You know, and it can Did get addicting. Did you watch addicting. a bunch of news last night? Um. Yeah. And then I was like, I watched it for a second, and they were they would like talk for a minute and then do a commercial. I was watching NBC, and then I was like, okay, I can't handle this. Yeah. They're they're they're. It was just annoying. They make like, money. They got yeah. Make money they now. had to have all the ads. Sure. Um. So anyway, so. I may might need to reevaluate like maybe I need to check how many times I pick up my phone or something like that cuz I still feel like I'm on my phone a lot. Yeah. And so I maybe I'm not getting to the root of what I was trained. I would say that I don't know that my wife and kids have noticed a lack of phone <laughs> from their dad and husband. Yeah. Um however, I have done really good like the whole screen yeah. time on the uh on the thing really does help the phone thing. So yeah. I, I I will vouch for setting screen time limits. Mm-hmm. And it's it's at one limit, one minute limit for me mm-hmm. for the day, um, just so that it's like I could click on it and then I realize, oh, yeah, I can't. I this. can't click right. on it. And yeah. so uh, that's kind of mm. where that's at. And then it fades it out the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, the news thing, I was uh, Kylie had something last night. So I was home with uh, Clive, me and Clive hanging out and the I had. Some news channel on as soon as they go to commercial, I just switch the channel to a different one. Yeah, cause I had can't stand commercials, but uh Pretty exciting stuff happening over there. And then obviously yeah. the corona craziness it's around nuts. here. Shut down Pendleton uh, the I just, casino. Okay, I'm a typical worrier. I mean, yeah. I wasn't maybe before kids, but my mom was is a huge worrier. Like growing up, like if we left somewhere, you know, she'd want to know five minutes. Okay, did you get there? Call when you get there. Call when, you sure. know, whatever. She was a worrier. She, and so she, you know, we're going on this trip to Silver Mountain. And I was like, oh, are yeah, you yeah. still going to go? Are you still going to, are you, the kids still going to go? There's so much bleach and chlorine in those pools, and, yo. Like, you're fine. Yeah, you're right. And, I don't want to say you're fine, And it's though. just like, like the flu. I mean, I thing, laughed. I'm like, well, we've been sick all winter, so what's another virus? <laughs> totally. Like, we probably had it. Oh, man. <laughs> I 
kind of look at it like that is I feel like we've probably all maybe had this virus and now we're just freaking out because it's from somewhere else. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it is scary and it's really sad that it hits vulnerable populations. Right. That's super, you know, and all those Medicare med- people that work in medical field, like it's awful for them. I mean, so many of them are probably getting quarantined and all that. So it's, yeah. it's not a good thing. I just I'm trying not to be a panicker yeah. with it. Uh, they had their own little article in, about Costco yesterday about right. uh, them having to ration water. You can yeah, only buy six. six. And like everyone knows buying it. We went. And okay. my favorite is the toilet paper too. Oh my to gosh. Which our friend Jalen, who's a doctor, wrote on there. She goes, you know it's not intestinal right. issues, right? Okay. And Alex was so, so mad when we went so to Costco. Good. We went not like, I think it was Sunday. Yeah. So we've been trying to you know, limit our Costco trips because that you can like spend so much money. There. Oh, so it goes fast. So we like made it and he's like, well, I hate buying any toilet paper anywhere, but Costco. So we go there and the Kirkland signature was gone. And Alex's like, you're kidding me. Like, okay, I guess we'll buy the more expensive toilet paper. Oh, man. <laughs> and that was even before like all the lines were out the door for the water. And this guy actually was like, yeah, Trace these people are nuts. We get, I used to work in Spokane. Nope. Trace of these people buy so much water and toilet is? paper. What's that about? I don't know. He he said it is this store is nuts about like those type of I'll things. T- I'll tell I'll say this. Uh I feel like Costco in general needs to just open up a second store here yeah. in Tri-City. It's getting well because we field all like, the Oregon people. Yeah. All we field a big population totally. We had to park out in the freaking boondocks <laughs> the other day and it was like <laughs> Thursday afternoon. I'm like, this right. isn't right. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm not waiting this long. No. I it might have been the corona. Who knows? Oh, people. I don't know. Yeah. But uh But we are still going to Silver Mountain. So if we um get the okay. coronavirus, we'll, well let you guys know and we'll be quarantined. You'll be recording in the other room. <laughs> My friend works in schools in the Spokane ish area and she was in a meeting call with someone from Louisiana. And if someone has visited Washington State, they're they're getting quarantined for 14. They're treating us like China. So I'm supposed to go to (laughs) Vegas in a week and a half, right? Yeah. And we're going to be flying down there. And I'm sure everybody's going to be Where have you traveled? Yeah, they're going to see the banner come through. We're going to be walking through this door. And they're going to be like, no, 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 you don't talk to me. Uh, you get away from me, right? Oh. It'll be interesting to see uh, uh, the masks uh, down there and mm-hmm. just the culture. Because obviously Vegas is a hotbed for just travel and international yeah. and all that kind I of stuff. I haven't seen anyone with masks. Or, and people no, have been buying them, right. which is the wrong thing to do. You should leave them for people that are actually sick or for medical workers. Right. PSA. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, I mean, it is good if you have kids at home and you're sick to wear a mask. Well, we've gotten so the text message from the school district about their plans. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Know, to shut this whole thing down if this happens. Oh, man. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. It's oh. just nuts. Oh, man. I just, I, yeah. I was actually worried for a second when I talked to my mom and then, then my sister-in-law, who's a PA, was like, no, it's fine. What's the over-under on how long before <sighs> somebody in the Tri-Cities is diagnosed? Oh, I bet t- today. You think today? Oh, or in a By couple days. today. It, and I'm sure someone's had it. We well, just yeah, don't but know. I'm, but the yeah, the diagnosis uh-huh. piece, right? Yeah, especially with it being at the casino. Like, how many people were from Tri Cities were probably at that casino? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I I don't, I don't know. I'd say under two days. Okay. Right? Is that how you do over under? Yeah, over under. Yeah, yeah. two days. Okay, yeah. you're taking the under. Uh huh. All right. I uh all right. I, I, guess, our, I mean, I, our, I'm stuck with local, the over. Is at our this local point, news like so. gonna find them and you know the candy yeah. <laughs> reporter <laughs> yeah. be at their house? Totally. <laughs> Oh, man. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, good. Oh well, yeah, and the other like bad thing that's happening is Nashville's tornado. Um, say what? I didn't hear Nash- about this. Nashville had an awful, awful tornado, like ripped out big parts of the city. When was this? Uh, yesterday. Really? Yeah. I know. All Super Tuesday and coronavirus yeah, never took even over. Heard it. Yeah, it was really, really bad. So the two areas, like downtown, um, Cross Point Church actually got hit. Really? Um, which isn't in the world for them. I mean, they have a lot of money. <laughs> that <laughs> church is wealthy. Um, but they're right in downtown. So a lot of other uh, places were hit. So they like... Um, as they should just were like, Hey, yeah, we were hit, but you know, we have bigger areas to serve in our city. Um, and Crazy. a lot of East Nashville. Yeah. So it's scary. Um, but during the day, evening, what, what, what it was it? in the evening. Okay. So thankfully, cause schools got hit Two schools, like got completely taken down. So thank goodness. Um, it wow. was in the evening. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Though that kind of weather is awful to be a part. That's kind of what... so windy at night here lately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to compare here to, Schools being demolished. Let's let's not One get One time, right? I told Kinsley, I was like, "Oh, did the wind wake you up?" So like every night, she's like, "The wind's waking me <laughs> up." I'm like, "No, it's not. It's not windy." <laughs> this is why I'm up at five. <laughs> yeah. Mom. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Do you have friends over there that? Because uh, you, you saw everyone in that I checked in with, like checked in safe. They were fine, but they had people um, yeah. in the area that were not. So mm, that was crazy. not good. Yeah. Uh, we are uh, recording this with a my iPad is out as our little agenda piece, and the reason for that is that uh, my computer went kaputski this week. Oh no! Which sucks horribly. How, how old well, is it? my battery went kaputski, and which I'm making up this word kaputski. I've never even used that word before in my life, but it's gone. Um, and uh, so it works when it's plugged in. And it, but it takes about twenty minutes to turn on. Oh no. And so I bought it. I'm buying so a new like battery. So, like, do you have Apple Care? I oh, feel no. like uh, <laughs> this computer is it's old. It's well, I got it when we started the church. So, it's oh. almost 10 years old, nine years old. No way. Yeah. You've had it. That's a good thing about a Mac. Yeah. Well, good it and has, bad. It has lasted forever. It's yes. been great. And then it's like a million dollars. And the nice thing <laughs> is, is I, I can still turn it on so I can still transfer files and do all that stuff. I'm, I'm purchasing, I've purchased a battery to see if that somehow, cause it's right now it's the issues, the battery. Mm-hmm. It, and then I think that's, you know, part of it. Um, so hope, hopefully that's just a $50 fix. If not, then it gets a lot more expensive from there. But, um, so it's been, it's been horrible, a horrible oh. week in terms of like you don't realize how long. How much you use your, yeah. Well, I know how much I get my, I use my computer, but like just how long it takes to boot up, it's brutal. And then it's plugged in. So every little knock, like somebody just comes over and goes, oh, sorry. Oh, and then. <laughs> and I'm like, there goes 20 minutes of my life. Don't move. Yes. And you have to stay don't like move. constantly because. you Don't touch it. Well, because you write for a living. <laughs> I'm like, stay away from me. Yeah, everybody. Make, make sure everything's like you're right. I have like this little chair that everything. I sit in at my house and, and like do a lot of work from home when I'm when I'm doing that. And but there's not like a table there and it's just loose. And so, yeah, the dogs will move or because oh they're in gosh. my lap or or the kids will come by and they just go running by. Oh. And and then and then I'm just like, oh, it's 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 horrible. So yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, not as good of a dad. Yeah. Without a working computer. So Correct. I've got to get that fixed. Yes. ASAP. So how many days have you not had it? Uh, f- Three or four. Monday. Oh. No, no, no. Uh, sorry. Saturday. Saturday oh. went down. So uh, today's Wednesday. So yeah, yeah, four days. Oh, that's brutal. Mm. Yeah. I printed off my sermon. I forgot to turn it on when I first showed up at the church uh-huh. on Sunday. And I printed it off with about like five minutes to spare from me having to go down and speak. 
Otherwise, it was oh, going to no. be all from like memory. I, I guess I could have got it on Slack on a different computer. That's probably what I would have done. But I was like, I fired up my computer at like nine o'clock, and it was like nine twenty two oh my or three or something. Totally like Slack that. style, though. If you've never been a part of the like, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it was written. It probably would have come across <laughs> fine, but uh, the the printing of uh, it, I I you know I messed with it all the way up to through Sunday yeah. Saturday night, and so I don't have it printed until I get there on Sunday, and I just. Uh, that was a oh, little, little nervous. A oh, little nervous. God. We made it happen. All right. Speaking of the message and yes. getting it printed off, uh, we did uh, part two of our Bible reading slash, not like Bible reading necessarily, but like how we got the Bible and how we think it or how I think it actually kind of uh, works in that way. Um, still sticking with kind of some Old Testament stuff, talking about exile, which is always sexy and fun to talk about in terms of uh, church history and, and all of that. <laughs> right. But uh, if you do, if you fail to realize how much the exile was on the minds of the Old Testament authors as they kind of processed who God was and what it looked like and, and his interactions with their culture and their society and the promise that he made to them and walking them through the exodus and into the promised land and all that uh, and then making sense of it uh, afterwards, uh, then you really, you're, you're missing a huge portion of it. We wouldn't even have the written text the way that we have it had it not been for the exile, had it not been, been for a group of people trying to make sense of why God had seemingly forgotten about them or let them suffer through all of this uh, loss of land, loss of identity, loss of everything, and a reminder for them who we are, where we came from, and uh, what it means to be a people of of promise. Um, so anyways, that was the the piece that uh, we went into. And I, I mentioned at the very beginning, uh, I talked about how that, that this is something, that this entire series has been things to keep in mind as you go through this. So keep in mind that it's ancient, ambiguous, and diverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep in mind that a big chunk of it, two, three-fourths of two-thirds at least, is focused on making sense of exile, um, all things that you need to know why they operate the way that they operate. So my my analogy that I used was, you know, you've ever if you've ever gone to you'd taken your significant other home for Christmas or you know Thanksgiving or something like that, and in the car being like, hey, you're gonna meet my grandma today. Here's something you need to know about my grandma, um, and then you kind of fill them in on a little backstory as to why she's abrasive or why she's super kind or mm-hmm. why she's losing her marbles or something right. like that, right? Um, but uh, I found it interesting because Kylie and I had known each other for quite a while. We 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 knew each other. Like our families, and- yeah, have known each other since you know we were both in like junior high, high school, right? So I didn't have that as much as I I'd seen that. Now you and Alex mm-hmm. met quite later in life, right? right? I yeah. mean, you were in college or postgraduate five or twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I had graduated uh, and didn't know each other prior to mm-hmm. that. And so, did you have any dynamics of this meeting his family, yeah. you meeting or him meeting your family? We were actually just talking about this because I don't know why it got brought up. His dad, our parents are kind of similar, actually not very similar, but like goofy in that sense. Our families are kind of just like um, unfiltered. And so, I was supposed to meet Alex's family or go to dinner with his parents and meet him at his parents' house. And he's not there. So, like, I'm supposed to go in. So he calls me. He's like, hey, my friend just called me and got his deer, and I need to help him get the deer off the mountain. I'm like, okay, well, tough. Like, I have to go in, which, like, I don't mind that. Like, I'm kind of an, you know, so I go in and meet the parents, like, and I, you know, chatting with them before. Hold up. So you met them without him being there? Yes. Because I was already there. He calls me right <laughs> as I'm getting there. I'm like, oh, my God. How did you not just turn the car on? Right. Like, we'll do it at never time. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like if I, like, like labeled my traits, like, it would be, like, 
parents like me. Like if I had to go back to oh. everyone that like that so like doesn't knew, bother me. You knew this was yeah. a strength for you. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this is fine. But I'll his be fine. Dad, his dad just the whole time, like first like had like drink the soup out of his bowl, like was done with it. And instead of just like scooping the rest out, like pick the bowl up and um What's wrong with like that? that's, drink the whole thing. So Alex is mortified, you oh. know. And I'm like, oh it's not a big deal. And then and then he like proceeded to like tell he his dad was just like no filter. So we talked about it. We were laughing about it, but no filter in like politics wise, no filter in, in like, like sharing everything. Just sharing, got like a guitar out and was like, oh yeah, like we used to play music. And Alex was like, we've never was played music. Was he totally music. showing off for yes. you? Is he trying to yeah. impress you? That's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And so looking back, like it's just funny to me because Alex is so quiet and reserved and his parents aren't. Yeah. And so like he like feels like he has to like make up for it with them because. <laughs> Who in your family did you have to prep most, prep oh. Alex for the most? Oh, hmm. My brother can be, like, really inappropriate and say stuff that you're like, Mac, don't bring those things up. I guess <laughs> I guess I didn't have to really have to prep anyone for My sister dated someone that was in the military for years, and um, Mac would always be inappropriate. We'd be like, Mac, just don't say anything like that. And he was so proper, like, would always wait for my mom to sit down before we eat. And Mac would be like, you don't need to wait. Like, she's good. And we're like, no, Mac, he's just being polite. <laughs> no. So I guess in general, I'd have to Have prep. I met Mac before? He sounds like an interesting guy. How do, um, has he ever... Okay. Uh, I've told Gary this, so I feel like I can say it to the podcast. I feel like him and Mac and Gary are, like, super similar. Personal. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. Very much so in the sense of, yeah, they're just very, very similar. They're okay. sports, um, has what they do for work. Cause they kind of work from home. So they're kind of always Does doing Mac something like has Japanese like eight different... wrestling. No, okay, but, well then, but like, I feel like Gary different. has like eight different jobs that he does. <laughs> and true. my brother has like eight different things that he does. Right, and right. like, yeah, so they're kind of a similar All personality. Right. To like but log that away. So, yeah. so you're doing this right now. Like what exactly what I'm telling you. Right. You're, no, you're I would definitely me, have like, to prep people for my think brother. Think about Gary. Yes. And then, and then this is, this is my, is he older or younger brother? Younger. younger four brother. years younger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had an uncle, um, cause my mom or my wife knew all of my immediate family and, and that was not an, you know, a, a, an addition thing, but, um, slowly and surely she would meet the extended family. And I have an uncle who lives in Tacoma, um, who has worked at a, uh, we called it a funny farm, but it was Ooh. just like a mental hospital basically. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he was a nurse. He was a nurse who worked with this. And so he just, uh, but, but he had a great personality. Like he did it his entire life and, and was really good at his job but you have to be like a unique personality to yes. be really good at your job and oh, want to do that for, for sure. the rest of your life. And, um, so he, and he lived in Tacoma, which is kind of a weird kind of, <laughs> if you've ever been on oh, the yeah. West side, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's I had like, lots of friends that went to oh, you're from Tacoma. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and, uh, so they have this beautiful home, like up on the Hill, right by stadium high school, which is uh, like the yeah. really cool high school that was filmed in uh, 10 things I hate about mm-hmm. you. I and, forgot about that. um, so, and it's old, it's like, Oh my gosh, it's gotta be like, early 1900s or even late 1800s. It's an old house. Um, and, uh, you know, he, it's just, he was quirky. He made didgeridoos <laughs> out of like PVC pipe. That was his like artistic. Well, and I think it's kind of that, like, you know, that didgeridoo oh, sound like, say- wah, yeah. wah, wah. <laughs> so we'd go over and I'd be like, all right, so here's the deal. My uncle makes didgeridoos. Like that's not what he does for a living, but what he does, he does for a living that. is, you know, different too. Yeah. So, He'd be the only one that I had to kind of uh, do the, but he, it, it, I like him. He's, but he's, he's just an interesting guy, you know? So 
That is totally my brother. He's my brother is a very he's super knowledgeable, but he can also like throw it at you. Like you're like, Mac, that's not the time to tell someone they're wrong. Like (laughs) he's very much a know it all. And then he's that person that like actually does know. Yeah. But like doesn't have the filter to be like, yeah, you aren't supposed to correct that person at the dinner table. Right. But right. Yeah. Um, the end. No, no single. He lives in Bothell. Okay. Um, he's a football coach over there. Oh, okay. He was here for a bit. He coached at Hanford for a bit. No, he's single and loves it. The other day he was driving home from my parents. I'm like, why don't you just stay at mom and dad's? And he's like, I just like sleeping in my own bed. I'm like, you're so odd. Like, <laughs> Do you guys have a good relationship? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. he spends Christmas with us, not my parents. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next time Max in town, I want to hang out with him. Okay, okay. Definitely. All right. Good. Uh, then we also talked about just like the idea of defining moments. Uh, again, the exile being the defining moment for the Old Testament and how that is kind mm-hmm. of a lens. And uh, uh, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit more this weekend. I've been working through the message about um, how imagination works. And it's not imagination from I'm creating something from nothing or like this fairy tale land, but we all have what are called social imaginaries. This is how I imagine things working for me. Um, and uh, I think that that's just a, a truism about the Old Testament and the writings. And I think that un- until you realize that there is this lens and that there is this um, perspective that, that they're looking through, uh, then uh, it's, it's, it's uh, important to do. He's you doing all right. Hey, there yeah, he is. Kate hey, had buddy. to get out of the car seat. So here I am. Hi. He loves the microphone. Oh, huh? he does. Um, and the main thing I, I had actually written it down and listened to Brent cause we actually didn't make it on Sunday. Um, but the reimagine the God in the present for what it can do. Re, or sorry, I wrote it down so I could remember it. Reimagine God in our present moment. The Bible doesn't end. It promotes it. So yeah. like, I think that's so good because I don't know, I think the old Testament is just, it can be scary and that's not what you typically like, right? You're. I, you know, like if I'm going to suggest to someone to read the Bible, I'm going to say like, oh, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Like, here's a story yeah. about Jesus, which is important. Yeah. Everyone needs to know the story of Jesus. But I think to really uh, believe the story of Jesus, understanding the Old Testament is the next step. And it's not easy. And so, like, you just have to keep going back to um, what that looks like. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the last thing was that crisis begets narrative. Um, and this was a point that Megan mm-hmm. brought up in between services that I thought was really important for me is when something happens immediately, when we recall that event in our mind, the closer to the event, we typically use f- a lot more facts. Mm-hmm. We, we talk th- and, and, and again, we understand yeah. we're biased in our facts. Um, we, we all come from a certain perspective, mm-hmm. but this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. Right. So on, on a breakup. You know, what? well, tell me what happened. Well, he sent me this at 6.05, and then and then I responded with this, and then I responded with this. And the further away it gets from it, the less we focus on facts or think that facts are as important. Mm. But she gets, she says, the longer, the further away you talk about that relationship and how it changed you, not the necessarily, you don't lean as hard into the facts of right. it as much as, like, what it did to you. And I went mm-hmm. through that relationship, and it was really hurtful, or it was really helpful. It really, mm-hmm. you know, solidified that's definitely not what I want in a husband or, you know, mm-hmm. wife or something like that. Um, and I thought that was important of uh, when you're looking at these stories of this idea of, because uh, I mentioned the Second Chronicles piece um, and how that differed from Second Kings in terms of how King Manasseh, his story was told and how his story was treated. 
And what they're doing is they're looking at it now from a different perspective, kind of speaking at it, not from a factual standpoint, but a little bit more from how we were shaped and by feeling, this. And, yes. and a, a big part of that too is what, how this author is leveraging the story to try and influence his readership to do something differently as a result of it. Mm-hmm. He's trying to, chronicles, Chronicler is trying to have the people understand what we went through and why a call to repentance or why a call to a new life where we recognize the one true God as the true God would be a step forward uh, for us. Like if it worked for this Manasseh guy, then it can work for us, even though we know, we know that right. that's not how it actually worked for him. But <laughs> they would know that they would see that and they would see what he's trying to do. I see what you did there and I see how this is taking place. And I see that you're just trying to make sense of this and move us forward in this. This is a reimagining of how uh, God is interacting with Israel at this time. So, and I think that's how, as as you start like going into different studies and things like that, um, often good studies will go back and show you in the Old Testament. So, like if you're reading something like in Second Chronicles that to relate back to what it said in Second Kings, and then you're like, oh, I can learn why this is important because of the past. Yeah. Um, and so. That's always nice. When By studies- the way, you're going to see this in the New Testament, too. You're going to see this um, in some of the gospel writings is how they make sense of Jesus and in specifically birth narratives. And um, because that only, you know, you've only got birth narratives in, in Matthew and Luke. You don't have them in Mark and John. And in Matthew specifically, it talks about this, um, this going through Egypt um, and uh, how Herod is going, how Herod made this decree to kill all of the children under two. And he's an author, Matthew's trying to liken Jesus to the person of Moses. He's writing to a bunch of Jewish people who have a high affinity towards Moses. And he's saying, this guy went through something similar. Moses was the same guy. There was a call to kill all the babies under two in his day from the Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. And then he got put in the reed basket and floated down the Nile River and then discovered and saved and all this kind of stuff. In the same way, this is this is Jesus. He's like mm-hmm. Moses, but like better, right? So he's he's likening to the person that you already know, and now we get to reimagine this new person in light of this old religion. And if you didn't know the old story of Moses, then that wouldn't have made as much sense. But now that you do, or be as powerful, yeah, of a story. exactly, right? And and what does it mean to be the new Moses? Well, the new Moses, he's the new rescuer. If 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 he was the if Moses was the savior of Israel out of Egypt, Jesus is the savior of us out of, you know, everything else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the, when he pulls that in, he's, he's trying to create the new narrative. This crisis is now beginning a new narrative in this way. So, uh, interesting stuff. I mm-hmm. like it a lot. Um, anything else for you that jumped out? I, I, well, you weren't there, but anything out in the, in the notes or anything else that, uh, you're no, uh, at the very beginning about the pastor, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is, Jake. D- yeah. yeah. Um, what, so do you know him? You, I, I know him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we were youth pastors at the same time. Okay. Acquaintances okay, I that part. at best. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, the story about his daughter and things like that. And yeah. I think that is what, I, I don't know. It was just a good analogy for me to be like, okay, why is, why does he keep going back? You know, right. like he could in the next 10 years, like, you know, not have that be part of his story yeah. and still be a great pastor sure. and still, you know, sure. 
but it does, it was a good analogy for how we look back um, at the past. Because sometimes you can go back and be like, he just never present. got over it and it's a crutch, right? Mm-hmm. Or you could say, gosh, you need to get past this hurt or pain that you mm-hmm. went through in your life. You know, you have these scars that you're just hanging on to and you've never, you've never forgiven somebody or right. you've never, and he's like, I don't have to forgive anybody. It's not what that's about, but it's like this, this pain that I've gone through and yet I'm going to use that as a motivation and a reason. So it, it's, it's, present. it's redeeming mm-hmm. this horrible thing that happened, right. you know, by chance or not by anybody's choice or consequences, mm-hmm. just stuff that happens in broken existence. Right. Yes. Uh, and so I'm going to allow this to kind of inspire me to move forward on it. So it was, mm-hmm. it's such a freaking good story. And I, I like, I was like, I got it. I wrote it out. I had to read through it and write it out like several times. Cause I was so afraid I was going to get like just emotional into it. And I right. felt like I didn't want to be disingenuous because I'm not close with him. Like we, he did not right. text me and call me and be like, you know, here's updates on Magnolia. It wasn't, it was completely Facebook friends. And what he's got a seen. lot of them. So mm-hmm. it's, it was, it was distant. And yet, um, it, anytime I think of Jake Gertza, I, that's what I think, you think of. of his daughter. That's the first thing mm-hmm. I don't think about. Oh yeah. He was the student pastor at, mm-hmm. at uh, I can't even think of the church yeah. name right now. You know what I mean? I mean, like, that's the funny thing. Um, I only think about he's the one who lost his daughter to the brain tumor thing at the age mm-hmm. of three and writes oh, about it every awful. year. And you're like, well, so. yeah. And he takes his pain and allows that to be shown every year for. Other, yeah. Awful. Yep. Ugh. Yep. All right. Let's jump into our something yeah. interesting. Uh, I will go first today to okay. give you an extra second to kind of think through some stuff. But uh, mine this week, I came across a story about the slowest marathon in history. Uh, and it happened <laughs> in the 19, 1912 Olympics. In Stockholm, Sweden, uh, Japan sent over a two-man team to be able to participate in the marathon, two runners, and they had to take a 20-hour train ride or 12-hour train ride, one of the, I can't, I don't have the story in front of me, but um, across like Trans-Siberian, like all the way from like in northern part of Russia where there's just nothing, right? And so at every train stop, they'd get out and they'd have to like do laps around the whatever the stop to just kind of keep their legs fresh. And by the time they got to, to Stockholm and when they did the Olympics, it was the Summer Olympics and the temperature on that day was 90 degrees. So they'd been in terrible travel conditions. They're from Japan, completely different, you know, climate and everything. They go to Stockholm. It's 90 degree day. They start running on mile marker 17. He like basically faints, passes out and somebody takes him. It, it was nice to us. So there's not like a lot of there's not like TV crews with, you know, cars following along. It was like, here's the start line. We'll see you at the finish line. Right. And uh, on mile marker 17, he passes out. Some family that lives on the route <laughs> took him in, put him on his couch, had him recover like a day or two later. And the Olympics <laughs> were over and he went back. But he was so ashamed at not being able to finish that he never told anybody in Japan about any of it. And apparently they didn't like check and care or anything like that. Oh, that's Until funny. the story came out later. And then he uh, actually flew back uh, and completed the marathon in Stockholm, Sweden, 54 years later. And uh, ran the last little bit, and he, and he was a pretty old man at that so point. So it was like years that fifty four years later he did this. He was seventy three when he finished it, seventy two, and uh, he he basically walked it until the last hundred yards, but then decided to sprint the last hundred yards and finish the marathon. In My style. dad did so. a half marathon with us one year, and um, he's like, "I'll be done at three and a half, three and a half hours." three hours, 30 minutes. And so we're done. You know, my sister and I are done in about two hours and we're like, I'm kind of worried about that. And Alex is like, he said three and a half hours done on the dot. I was like, I'm worried. Like, I feel like we should go, but we were in Tacoma actually. And nope, came through three and a half hours. On the right? money. Yeah. And I think it was like three forty-five. It was just a half marathon. So like, if you ever do a half marathon, it's usually four hours. Like 
you have to be done. You can't walk it. Um, so that's my, that's my dad's just that type of person. Like, nope, I said I was going to do it. I'll was do that it. your way to humble brag and say you did a half marathon in two hours? <laughs> Come <laughs> on Years now. ago, before kids. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> now it'd be like three and I, I'd have to ask for the uh, extra time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so mine has to do with Nashville because I feel like a lot of people here have probably never heard a tornado siren. Um, it is, I mean, cause in the world of like, uh, iPhone, um, alerts and things like that, they still have to tornado sirens. Yeah. Um, and they're freaking scary. Like it is like, I don't know. It's like weird. Do yeah. They? Okay. So that's probably like once a week, um, once a week, once a week, like at noon. Oh snap. Yeah. And it's for like. That's maybe 15 seconds. Yeah. Not very long. Maybe once a week isn't very much. Does it sound I mean, like enough that I heard it. I feel like it like like a World War II, like <sighs> yes. like that kind of thing. Yes. Okay. And like that that was what might say something interesting. It's like they how they determined them in 1970 when they built them or made them, um, they got mu- uh musicians to say, like, hey, what is like scary and like somber and what noise is gonna like alert. Uh, people to like yeah. that this is scary. nobody's gonna go what is that I wonder if right that's like this isn't beautiful right. like <laughs> and in Florida they don't have them and they're saying that they need them because a lot of old people don't there's a big elderly population in Florida and not everyone's like watching their phone but even the alerts tornado alerts well, on your phone and, and the sirens to be are pretty just loud gross. there in Florida because you got a lot of old people <laughs> right but they're not I don't know they're just something that if you haven't experienced that the tornado siren is just a and like when I would live there, we did have a couple warnings. I forget which is worse, warning or watch, but we had the lesser. Okay. Um, While you live there. Yeah. yeah. And but were still, there panic rooms? Did you guys have panic rooms? Yeah. Okay. And my roommate was from California and she like has so has never experienced weather in her life. Yeah. I mean, she literally was like, do not get out of the bathtub. Like we can't. It was a warning. I'm like, it's okay. It was a warning. Like it, yeah. I think it's over. She hated it. So it just brought back some bad memories. <laughs> Of all that weather. Yeah. Our friends so. in Missouri have a panic room in their house, and that's where we stuff yeah. the kids it's... Uh, when they <laughs> slept over because it's three three uh, three inches yeah. of concrete or yep. six inches of concrete mm-hmm. or something like that. All the like public buildings and stuff have yeah. them, too. And they said everybody. Everybody yeah. has them. That's just like... Uh, it's creepy. It's like having a second bathroom. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. We're, panic room's down here. You're like, what a crazy world you guys live in. Yeah, it is. My yeah. mom was always like, I don't know why people choose to live here when we moved from Nashville when we were little. <laughs> Yeah. Because it scared her so bad. Yeah. But, yep. All right. Hey, that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Cade is calling it. He's, He's done. like, we're done. He's like, I done. need to eat and uh, <laughs> get out of here. Uh, this Friday night is our trivia, oh, trivia. night mm-hmm. at the Uptown. Uh, it's an f- incredibly fun event, especially if you've uh, got a friend who is super smart and but might not ever want to set foot in church. Yeah. Bring them. Bring them. Um, we're raising money for Brittany Pierre, one of our missionaries at Dini's Children. It's $10 a person, $50 for a team, up to six people. My wife and I have been working on the questions, and by her and I, I'm meaning mostly her. And uh, she's creative and funny and smart, so you're going to be in for a treat. It's going to be tough. And child care's provided. Child care's provided. <laughs> so you won't hear this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, he's. This is basically a commercial for it. Don't want to hear this? Come, Come on Friday night. night. We'll have it covered. <laughs> Uh, and then there's also a Ladies Connect Night. Do you, yes, do you on March 11th yeah. at Randy Edwards' house. So you can go and sign up or just attend. Um, just to hang out time, no agenda. Just come and meet people, uh, cool. meet other women. Awesome. Uh, for me, Lake. All right. Both of those are available on the website. Mm-hmm. If you go to eastlaketricity.com slash events, or I think the Ladies Connect event is on our Marketplace page. Yes, but one of those it is, spots, as a group. Um, you can connect with those mm-hmm. things. And uh, other than that, have a great week, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. you. Bye.